0: cryptozoology and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult beyond a top secret texan podcast. everybody out there in dreamland Namaste and shalom Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend You're listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan Podcast I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan Thank you all very much Listeners new and old I sincerely appreciate all returned listeners All long-term supporters As well as welcome all new listeners This may be your first episode You may have been, um, you know Directed this way uh, From a friend or online Highly encourage you To check out the archive Of previous episodes Both on my YouTube and through my podcast directories Uh, You know You got a lot of homework and catching up to do Because there is a lot to uh, Listen to and a lot to uh, view From my past content You know I just recently celebrated The first year anniversary Of the podcast So uh, you know uh, still glad and and, and very appreciative to have all the new listeners and the new growth, the new numbers, you know, jumping on every week. It's just skyrocketing up, and I'm I'm absolutely above, uh, you know, the moon and cloud nine and all that too. uh Really be honored and humbled enough to be hitting a chord and striking it off with such a great audience, such as yourself. Um, Definitely keep up the comments, keep up the interactions, like, support, and follow my other projects. Uh, for example, if you're only aware of the podcast, I have a YouTube channel as well. Over 400 videos on there, um, many different genres, and in and uh, all relating to the paranormal, UFO world, high-tech military world, black project world. Uh, you know, everything beyond top secret, uh, cryptids, uh, occult, phenomenology, etc. I have a TikTok channel which I post video evidence on. Um, short, digestible clips of from dark web links, everything. I, I do the research for you guys to so check out the TikTok. Best one-stop shop for cutting-edge, new-leaked, uh, rare, obscure uh, video evidence that you can't find anywhere else. Um... Instagram, post daily Instagram, generally photos, stories, memes, things like that, political commentary, satire, art, as well as uh, notifications and updates for all my projects, such as new episodes. For example, this episode will have a promotional post and, uh, you know, relevant picture links, etc. all attached to it, both in my stories and in my daily feed. So if you are an Instagram user, which a lot of people are nowadays, Um, Definitely check out the Instagram. It is my flagship social media, and, you know, I post there uh, every day, uh, basically full-time. So keep in contact with me there, DM me, etc. But uh, remember, the direct messaging, you know, because of the high volume and the amount of shills and bots and, you know, everything from Chinese communist agents to... Uh, you know, our own NSA and everything, trying to to spearfish me and hack me for detail, etc. That uh, the only filter I can reliably trust is the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Texan. And that's literally the lowest I could select was a dollar. So for only a dollar a month, uh, you can, you know... Basically, uh, vet yourself and, cle- and, and gain clearance to direct messaging, joining the Telegram group, um, direct messaging on all of my platforms, uh, you know, sharing of media, conversation, etc., as well as exclusive links to uh, Patreon only evidence archives. Um, exclusive media, exclusive podcast episodes, exclusive YouTube videos video essays from uncensored, controversial uh, subjects that I could not uh, you know, safely show on the surface web such as YouTube, etc without this filter you know, without making it exclusive uh, you know I would be cancelled and deplatformed and demonetized so unfortunately have to play the game and every single cent that is funded to the Beyond Top Secret Texan project through Patreon or Cash App, both Beyond Top Secret Texan. Um, You know, and only asking a dollar a month for a monthly subscription or a, you know, one-time donation, etc., just to fund this civilian-run and operated journalism project that focuses on dark web leaks, disclosure from the paranormal, the unexplained, the occult, UFOs, cryptozoology, uh, everything from sea monsters to secret societies. It's a full-time operation, and I run it solo. So uh, any help you know that you guys could extend, I would greatly appreciate. And list your name in a Patreon roll call video each month. And um, of course, give you the exclusive perks, et cetera, as well as honoring you with a direct messaging access. Um, this is to keep my interests uh, well funded. You know, actually, indefinitely, not like to each you know operational month to month kind of thing. Uh, it gives me safe, you know, uh, safety, security, and confidence to operate, as well as motivation. To create full-time content uh, for you guys, the the you know best audience out there in Dreamland, if I if I do say so myself. So thank you all very much out out there and uh, you know those who are supporting me on Patreon. Thank you all very much. I'll be making my Patreon roll call video this month. Um, actually, directly after this, that's what I have scheduled is uh, this episode uh, and then the the creation of that Patreon roll call video on my schedule. So, thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I'm absolutely humbled and and sincerely uh, honored to to be looking at and viewing the numbers every week growing internationally. I, uh, you know, hope to hear from you. Uh, This is an open kind of invitation To independent content creators out there uh, for a possible special guest uh, spot on the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast so that you can, uh, you know, converse with me about uh, topics that you may specialize in or have expertise in. Um, given the genre that we are on, as long as it's, uh, you know, on topic, I really look forward to speaking with any kind of, uh, independent creator or, uh, amateur, you know, YouTube operator or, uh, researcher, etc., and, uh, giving them a spotlight, giving them a stage to, uh, speak about these matters, whether they be occult-oriented or practical, but still controversial, um, You know, scientific disciplines, etc. Orgone energy being a prime example. But yeah, check me out on Instagram and you can DM me uh, about that, you know, uh, accepting that that invitation, that open invitation that that I have right now. Um, So, that's just kind of all new business that I'm going to be uh, bringing up. And going into this episode now, we're going to be uh, diving right into it because we have a lot to cover. And it's actually really uh, something I've known about for a while and and been very disturbed by, but you kind of shrug it off, and as time goes by, you, you know you don't really fear it as much as you should, even though you know the writings on the wall and the evidence is building, and everything in society points to it just like the UFO crisis. But, you know, you already have so much Just daily stress and everything That it becomes either Something that you, you you're, Even though it's constantly in front of your face You have to just kind of uh, You know not. You have to really tell yourself That it's not real You have to convince yourself it's not real Because, you know It is That's zombies We're going to be talking about zombies today Real life zombies. It's absolutely um, appropriate because it's October, you know, Halloween season. Sam Hain, but zombies are a very elaborate and controversial uh, reality, and um, the the nature of them is. Much different than what we've led to be believed due to the cliches of uncreative, uh, you know, entrepreneurial uh, directors and things from the last, you know, 20 to 10 years, where it was like the peak hiatus was like 20 years ago and it lasted for about 10 years uh, until like Walking Dead basically became the king of the zombie. Uh, genre and then um, you know that basically the fervor died away, uh, being replaced with an ever more scientifically involved reasoning for zombies, which is very interesting and in the larger uh, picture of things because while zombies have been popular in Western society since the 1800s with their roots in voodoo in the Caribbean, this idea that defined them was a person with a hijacked soul. A person who was basically a walking corpse, an animated corpse, because of the lack due to theft of the reasoning mind. The rational spirit, that divine spark, that creates the personality and the uh, judgment and the ethics, the behavior, the uh, you know the essence of a human human being versus a body, and this spark uh, could be called the soul you know, the life force, but the, the animating force in a zombie is something that is opposite of a healthy operating system, uh, computer engineer-wise, that whatever normally programs and operates a human being, that is, you don't have to be even told what it is, the thing that creates behavior and, you know... Motivation and things like that That we all share Is gone Now Throughout time It went from voodoo, black magic And really voodoo Is like this strange alchemy Of poisons And and shit And like uh, It was always known to be a chemical Thing, like you could be poisoned And that's how they would Hijack you like, we never believed as a Western society of the voodoo gods, but we believed in the chemical magic, and the curses, and the drugs that they would give people. And I hope that the foreshadowing is very clear here, for everyone knows where I'm going with this, that the drugs that people would be given could hijack their soul and break their will to live until they were nothing more... Than a shambling, for a corpse of themselves, like an empty husk, and they were just slaves to the people who could control a drug, and the drug could control the people. This morphed into poisons through uh, science, so we knew that it always has something to do with alchemy and chemistry, uh, and and biochemistry. So in uh, Ultimately, it's always been how the body reacts to poisons in the environment. That if an evil in the environment exists, then people can become zombies to it when it hurts, when it damages them in a way. ...that leaves the body alive... ...but only targets the mind... ...a.k.a. soul... ...depending on how you're coming from this, right? Um, Both are both the same words, right? Two words the same thing... ...mind and soul. Um, So if something is damaging their mind... ...and leaving the body... ...intact, unhurt... ...like, you know, basically alive... ...the body will keep operating... But the mind is gone Radiation uh, Space viruses I think that was the the original Dawn of the Dead was a satellite From Venus crashed into Earth and then caused the dead To walk around Uh, There have been the 28 days later Virology Throughout the years it's changed and evolved uh, To the point Where now Modern day zombies in films uh, are reflecting the different possibilities of science and we, the, the greater evil in the environment. Cell phone towers with the Wi-Fi signals being used in the movie uh, Cell, for example, with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Excellent film. You should check that out if you get a chance. That The movie Cell showed that the 5G towers would instantaneously turn... Entire populations Into frenzied uh, Berserker type People that are basically Controlled with an us and them like, like mindset Or they are all on The same basically hijacked Frequency a hive mind And operating against those That are immune to it or those who have Escaped it for various reasons The The uh, Last of Us franchise Where it's about um, A fungus That can uh, Cordyceps That can hijack a human Much the same way that cordyceps Fungus hijacks Ants and other insect Creatures because the, The Real life science behind This is providing more evidence For the different possibilities of how a central nervous system and a brain a complex you know brain with the nervous system and body and the six leg you no know, flight like insects are extremely complex, people don't get that they're not simple they they're complex in different ways, much more complex than mammalian biology. we don't have wings, you know we don't have the the exactly we don't have the amount of appendages and different locomotive possibilities compared to like insects, so they have a lot more coordination and physical uh, nervous system, like, you know they, they, their system is extremely alien to ours, but the ability to hijack that the ability that fungus can land on an ant, and then through skin contact, creep into its nervous system hijack its brain and then use it to create more of itself and if left unchecked, destroy an entire hive, converting it to the fungus, which would then convert other ants to that fungus. And, you know, and it continue the zombie plague, basically. The fact that that exists at that level, and the fact that every insect in the Amazon jungle has a cordyceps parasite that has evolved to hijack specifically it is the tip of an iceberg that is a very uncomfortable conversation that we're going to have to have as a species is that funguses can hijack living animals uh, if they get too close to them specifically the deeper we go into jungles, the closer we're getting into these funguses you know, um, territories basically and we're exposing ourselves in larger populations um with no no forethought or caution because of, you know, just like an ant has no caution it operates in a seemingly entirely alien physiology which would set up a lot of vulnerabilities in a population. Now, I think the de jure conversation people are having is immunology and virology. No one is having discussion over fungus and fungal outbreaks And like mold and mycelium and like any evolution of funguses inside urban uh, places like cities, Uh, entire apartment complexes and stuff like that could be completely controlled by mold. Infrastructure-wise, these buildings are hundreds of years old, the, like, say, New York City and things, and as the economy has been down-plummeting, the infrastructure of America has basically gone in the fucking shitter, and so, in the last 50 years, no one's checked any of these major, like, you know, uh, urban centers in, in uh, most of the Rust Belt let alone, like, yeah, your major cities, L.A. and stuff like that. You know, if there's 300,000 homeless people in L.A., you know, you got to imagine that there is some concurrent evolution occurring in the tunnel system, and the subway system, inside these crack houses, uh, inside these, you know, I'm saying, like, public facilities, these homeless shelters, churches, things like that, like... Uh, Parks, Like, there's got to be some weird evolution going on side by side with human urban decay. Like an anthill. And then you got, that's just America. Think about the world. I'm pretty sure Brazil sucks. I'm pretty sure (laughs) Venezuela's got some dirty ghettos. I'm pretty sure Colombia ain't that clean. You know, like, I'm pretty sure Mexico City's got some weird shit going on in there. As well as, you know, Africa and Southeast Asia. And, like, you bring in, like, China. All of that. And you start seeing that it's a ticking time bomb. I think that World War Z, the book... With its beginning of uh, the Chinese grave robbers uh, swimming in, down into a uh, a uh, submerged city to rob a cemetery to loot like tombs and a mausoleum underwater, and that that would be the breeding conditions like human corpses, warm stagnant water. You know, just there's a lot of out like you know X Y Z shit that people just don't even think about that is going on right now. Then you get the the 5G progress, the Wi-Fi progress, not being considered for human physiology, neurology. Uh, you know everything that's going on in the world. You're seeing a petri dish in a laboratory type setting that seems to be provoking what can only be considered the inevitable zombie outbreak that everyone seems to have predicted at least if you believe in predictive programming for the last 50 to 70 years And we've moved away from the voodoo zombie, which is an intentionally created zombie. Although that is important to note that all zombies are intentionally created zombies. In Western, like, idea, in the the Western ideology of zombies, that they're intentionally created. You know, accidentally, but it's like a man made thing, it's an artificial thing. It's not natural. It's not good. You know, nature did not, but at this point we realize nature is making zombies. But it might be that humanity has always known that human sciences are going to produce zombies or going to produce the zombie outbreak because originally it, it being a chemical attack on somebody, being an attack on somebody's soul and psyche and conscience and mind. To create a slave that zombies may still be that going into the future going into the present because the future is now we are dealing with the first days of a real-life zombie outbreak and all factors point to us having already known this and basically like everyone talks about the 9-11 predicted programming the zombie apocalypse predicted programming Zombies have been on television and on the movies my entire life. I have not lived a single day in America where zombies have not been a creative cultural reality. They were they're they're known. In fact, some of my first nightmares were about zombies and some of the first like actual like weird you know those those flights of fantasy and things are like zombie apocalypse and defenses and things you're like how would i kill a zombie you know like that's the kind of thing that that men and boys think about in america zombie apocalypses that's a real life like very popular hundreds of millions of americans have watched zombie films more people agree on zombie apocalypses and, and survival strategies and walking like the Walking Dead was the largest show in the history of television. It's about it's it's straight up zombies. It? It's not even subtle. No, it's straight up zombies. Um, the some of the you know largest movie directors in, in America work on zombie films. You know that it's, World War Z was one of the best selling books, regardless of genre, just books. In the last 20 years, and it was a zombie apocalypse uh, diary. You know, as I like the idea of zombies, without any hesitation, is probably the most popular, the most popular horror genre in America. Vampires, werewolves, aliens, ghosts, none of them are as popular and internationally popular as zombies. This is because everyone knows this is real. Deep down. It doesn't... It's not... They're not monsters that you have to invent. They are people that have been broken psychologically or mentally or physiologically. They have become antisocial. They have become violent You can't communicate with them. They want to do you violence and harm. They have no ability to be saved. So it is a mourning and a funeral, but at the same time, an attack. It inverts the idea of... um, the, the natural process of anything a society of of how people should treat each other exactly like, to say it violates the golden rule is is you know a very large understatement you know thou shalt not eat thy neighbor <laughs> thou shalt not try to break his window and eat his na- and eat, eat thy neighbor you know like <laughs> in the middle of the night <clears throat> like exactly like that's it's super. Wrong behavior on like a lot of cases, you know, for zombies. They're just absolutely inappropriate. They're very rude. <laughs> They're very rude. <laughs> how rude is <laughs> how rude? No, zombies. are like that. It's like when you watch a corpse rot, but you can't. You can't keep it buried. It has to bring itself out for it to be seen. And the entire process of how human beings have always dealt with these truths and this reality of of decay and like violence and keeping it secret is now it's in your face and it's overwhelming and now you're gonna be victim to it that which you tried to like ignore. It's this terrible uh, fate, right? Ter- terrible like situation. Yeah, universally understood that so. Where even in most movies, it's reflected as that. Where even people who are in the Zion Apocalypse usually do not survive. Uh, You know, it's usually a a macabre ability to uh, embrace the nihilism of struggle. And, like, even if you are violent, it's just an overwhelming tide and inevitability, and what world is there even to save, or reason for there to survive, without that fundamental element of human cooperation that is hope, and it's like very deep, right, well, that doesn't need to involve directly cannibalism, that, see, that's the whore, it's not the cannibalism, the cannibalism is the icing on the cake the the body parts the horror the the like you know the the, eh, the macabre ghoulishness of it that's an icing thing that's a that's a visual effect and that's just for uh, the goy right the reality is the fundamental psychology of what's going on um, but the blood and the guts that's all for the kids right that that's all for the, the people who just want to see the, the you know a, a show Right, But the lesson is there, and the lesson has nothing to do with what the zombie looks like, or behaves like. It's the fact that a person who should not want to do you harm, uh, wants to do you harm, and that polite society means nothing to them, because they have lost all resemblance of a human being. This is reality now, and has been reality for 10 years, Because the first days of the uh, zombie apocalypse kind of began one at a time, isolated little incidences as they were, as people being exposed to background radiation were being literally hijacked by their nervous system and suffering extreme schizophrenic episodes in public. Case in point, the guy who bit that dude's face off In Miami Case in point, that 19 year old kid Who killed like an eight people's faces uh, He was like a frat boy And he just like uh, There are video evidences of it Of people like running through win- windows Naked at night And they, they they People blame drugs Now people blamed uh, spice People blamed bath salts Especially bath salts that, That's a complete bullshit excuse right there too The whole the people try to blame these things and not blame technology, do not blame a greater evil in the environment, which is background radiation, specifically cell phone signals, specifically Wi-Fi and 5G and stuff like that, like high intensity Wi-Fi. This has the ability, literally, to tap into and and control, or at least beam information into a human's brain. ...that will snap a neuron, snap a synapse... uh, ...just basically turn their brain into like alphabet soup... ...and they have no... ...control over... ...the incredible confusion... that ...that their mind is feeling... ...it's an indescribable sensation like having a seizure... Are a full body blackout... Out of body... Like experience... Like a PCP breakdown... But it's... Bec- and it can happen to anyone... Uh, specifically... Uh, men... Ironically... Uh, because of reasons... But the point is... Uh, you, you see this... There's been almost two dozen cases... In America alone... Of people going seemingly berserk for no reason. The fine, no drugs in their system once the autopsy is performed, have to be shot and killed by police officers. And this is why I said the... <coughs> sorry, excuse me. The, the the movies make it out to be like these, these zombies are like corpses and they can only be killed with a headshot and they're already dead. The truth is, they are living people who just freak the fuck out and they just go berserk and it's like they could be at concerts they could be on a bus they could be like uh just hanging out with people they could be uh at home alone and then they just go berserk and they go on these rampages um the Uber killer, the Uber driver who shot a bunch of people and he thought the phone was giving him orders is a case like this. Zombies don't have to be drooling, brain-dead uh, monstrosities. They, it, it was reported that in between shooting people, he was picking up uh, Uber fares And the people he picked up once questioned were like, yeah, he seemed a little, like, weird, but he was fine. Like, he drove and dropped me off and like he was an Uber driver. Like, he was shooting people, killing them, and I believe he killed, like, eight people. Um, I think he shot 14 uh, people, but I think he killed eight, that, like, while just working through the night and like it had no excuse there was no provocation there was no uh, motivation Uh, and it seemed not to be a premeditated thing although it was done in such a way as uh, it makes very little sense because it has no sensibility to it it's a human being acting in a berserk way intermittently as the phases of his hijacking would occur, because it's a electronic pulse type thing, like every thirty minutes he would go berserk or every hour or you know a set of interval as maybe a pulse of energy would beam around. This is really weird and fascinating because it explains why it doesn't happen to everyone, which might be this a like, this slight like minority susceptibility to it, but it could also be because there are specific frequencies and, like, wavelengths that that can dial into and hack a human being. You know, if it just so happens that your wavelength is on another wavelength, it cross-signals. And, like, so, that's why I said, it's also because no one else in a situation... It has this effect. It's not like two or three of them ever happen really at once, although um, the possibility of that, you know, does exist, and whether or not they're going to cover it up is, is there to you know remains to be seen. So far, what I've seen is always these isolated incidences, these isolated cases of one person going berserk in a situation where there is no provocation. Uh, for it, and um, hopefully it remains that way. Although I will be reading a little bit later, the government's official zombie plan, Conod 88. That's C-O-N-A-D 88. Conod 88. The official zombie plan response guide that the government created to deal with the many possible officially recognized zombie outbreak scenarios I believe there's eight in total or there's one methodology to solve all of them but there's eight potential zombie originate uh, you know origins that could happen say eight, eight, eight uh, possible zombie variants. are are zombie uh, subtypes that are officially recognized in this uh, government uh, document. Um, This document came out in 2011. It's nothing new. It's had its 15 minutes of fame, you know, 10, 20 times over. The idea that CDC has these zombie plans or sends out, like, zombie-themed documents has already been understood to be, like, a thing the CDC does. It's been... It, it happened in 2011. Um, so, it's like, exactly. It's got 10 years of, of being in the public domain, you know. So, generally, people around the world and the millions already know these things exist. Like, there are signs... Um, on the roadside near the chemical refineries of Corpus Christi, where it says, "You know what to do in a case of a zombie outbreak, but you don't know what to do in case of a chemical spill or a chemical accident." And it's like supposed to lead you to like the, the website for chemical, you know, like chemical safety, uh, because it's accepted by now that that's how important culturally zombies are to Americans. It's almost like you can tell anyone from any of the uh, anywhere in the world about zombies and they would understand what you're talking about because it's that universal that people can go berserk and like try to eat you. And you got to kind of keep on your toes even though it probably will never happen to you. You know, it's still on everyone's mind. And it's proof that, say, The Walking Dead had millions of people every week tune in to watch zombies because, you know, they had to get their fix. They had to, like, get an outlet to express this ever-present fear and stressor that the neighbors, the people they meet at the grocery store, the people they work with, the customers uh, that they have to serve, The uh, people they have to watch on that that each one of them has the potential for just breaking down and just trying to to ruin everyone else's lives, like by by you know manifestedly trying to eat them. But you know, like it's just this absolute social breakdown that everyone fears. Specifically, turning into a zombie scares the shit out of everybody. No one wants to turn into a zombie. Like, everyone's like, oh, if I get bit, shoot me. You know, like, oh, if I get bit, I'm going to shoot myself. Like, oh, I'm not going out that way. That's, like, a thing. Everyone says that, both in the movies and TV, both in, in the real world. Like, i oh, fuck that shit. I'm going to go on my own terms. You know, like, God, that's the universal fear is to have your ego and your identity and your consciousness and your personality and your, like, you know, everything that is you taken away from you. And everyone knows that if you're just a body, then you're not worth anything because you're more harm than good. You're 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 more trouble than you're worth because you, you're just this like flailing, you know, shell that is ultimately going to just consume and be a burden and a, and a threat to everybody. Like there's some body horror principles. Like I said, the, the, the gore and the guts is all because of the children. They just need oh blood. You know, it's like putting your brain like you know like oh you're touching brains. Oh brains. Not the fact that, you know, the person who had the brains is gone and no longer with us and is, and is like it's going to be missed. You know, if he was important. If exactly is that there's a lot of existential shit. Like, there—that this was a human eyeball, and now it's no. Now it's in my hand. <laughs> you know, now it's in my hand. I mean, that's some trippy shit. <laughs> like, wow, think about it. <laughs> like, this used to be in somebody's head. Someone used to see with this. Everything they saw, anything like they shouldn't have seen, <laughs> they shouldn't have seen. And like, exactly, you hold it. And you know, like, like that could easily have been my eye type thing. You know. There's a, there's a lot of deep existential crisis shit that comes up with zombie movies. Um. That what I'm trying to say is it's a world that is being predicted and predictively programmed, and it's go the the powers to be want that world to be the world that exists in the future because they want to be able to ultimately control life and death, like in a medical way. For adults And they're going to hey, There's a lot of reasons why they want that It's it's coming through now Through the Walking Dead show and everything But it's like the Resident Evil treatment of like Umbrella Company and things Like the crazies with the military And the CDC is Stepping down on rural America Because they want There to be like a medical Diagnosed violence Or like antisociality, Specifically like in a movie The Crazies Where it's like this Accidental release of a You know weapon But that causes the military Industrial state To c- crush down On rural America And it's a Breakdown in like social Order and like authority And um you know, people are literally hunting each other with like rifle like turning the guns on each other and they're 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 organizing in like like little stateless groups and like attacking each other um, not to eat each other but simply just to kill in this kind of like weird, hijacked central nervous system way. The Crazies is a perfect example of like a real-life zombie outbreak that they fear is going to happen. Um, That people just become homicidally violent and antisocial, causing massive property damage. And that it's going to quickly become where the uh, number of infected, quote-unquote, outnumbers the unaffected in, in certain highly populated areas calling for drastic military actions and like there is a video I recently saw today uh, on the day of recording this that kind of hammers it down all your research that imagine a very crowded department store on Black Friday or something like imagine like a crowded mall where um people started to basically riot like steal uh, but it wasn't for the property it wasn't simply you're taking things but you were there to hurt like like a spree shooter but it was like a multiple spree shooter at once type situation that would be enough for them to closely monitor and control mass gatherings like there's always been one spree shooter or one mass shooter what if there were multiple mass shooters at once that didn't coordinate it was just it just happened or there was some kind of coordination to it and like it was quickly found through internet messaging and things like that that could be your your modern day uh like you know a uh, real world uh, zombie kind of outbreak, like it just happened like memetics people didn't know why people were mass shooting like they didn't they didn't know each other. it happened across the states, you know fifty states, just different people going crazy uh because there were pulses, electronic interference, electronic targeting done by harp, done over the cell phone towers, through private industry, things like that. Maybe a solar storm, maybe something that uh, was natural, like, it basically, like, an, uh, they'll come out and diagnose it like, um, oh, yeah, one out of every thousand people um, have this Wi-Fi reaction in 5G environments, and they go crazy and berserk. And, you know, we got to monitor all these situations by bringing in, basically, the militarized police to watch things like sports and and malls and things for us, airports, uh, whatever, any large gathering, public facilities like monuments and, you know, uh, schools, things like that, because people would go berserk. Not only would they have access to guns... So it basically could be like zombies using guns, which are these free shooters is what they are, but then you would go down to even people who were like, you know, um, the homeless, people who were drug addicts, people who were, um, um, you know, crazy people who had been in and out of mental institutions and stuff like that, Uh Going into these grocery stores, going into these black uh, these these uh, Black Friday events, uh, you know, across the country, and going berserk in big crowds of people, you know, it doesn't take much um, to really run amok and to be like a real big threat to people. Like, um, I mean, how how and how easy it is for a crazy homeless guy to bring a machete into Walmart on Black Friday and just start hacking people, you know? Like, how easy it is for someone to bring a knife and just start stabbing people at, like, a game, uh, a high school football game or something. Uh, and this is how they're going to try to control these mass gatherings. What I'm trying to say is the, the this has all been predicted programming. This has all been... Um, the road has been laid through the psyops of television and Hollywood, etc, to make us think this is how you have to this is like they 're zombies they 're not human they're uh, these monsters that need to be stopped, and the way to stop them is to bring soldiers in and we need to have the soldiers hang out at Walmart because you know of course we do because we don 't know when a fucking like dude who's just like this you know guy who 's just gonna run at us with a knife in a parking lot and start stabbing old people you know, that's the thing like it's just this unpredictable um, situation and what makes it even worse is because it's exposure to say um, a lot of the radiation in the background, the evil in the environment that's hijacking people's souls that are not developed souls these people are like public schooled, juvenile hall poverty you know, born Poorly nutrition, drug addicts Like I'm talking crack babies I'm talking you know alcohol uh, Parental like you know alcohol Fetal syndrome or whatever that is like coas. we're talking people with like No educations, no No spiritual abilities, they listen to like Rap music all the time and Like you know every day. they've never heard Real music, they've never had anything Besides like a shitty life And like I'm saying, They're bored homeless type thing Um these people are gonna be the people in ten, the twenty years who are going rampaging across America, in shitty like Rust Belt cities like uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and shit. Like I said, like the Uber driver shot up Chattanooga. But um, you're gonna see things like, oh. Uh, you know a smaller like you know more but your but your urban sprawl cities like you know like oh, a dollar store was 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 destroyed by like a person, like a woman who ran in there and just like went crazy and like lit the place on fire, and she had to be killed by the cops and then but that place is burned down, and they are like, oh, what the fuck is going on in America, and it's exactly like um." The whole mafia craze, but without this organizational element. Uh, That'll exist too in the next 10 years, but you will start seeing the zombie apocalypse, is what they'll be known as, where this end of an old world, whereas you could go free into places. It's already began, the zombie apocalypse already began with spree shooters, with these uh, berserk, you know, like people going postal. And now it's even to the point that you're going to need an armed guard in your neighborhood. Like, in rich neighborhoods, we'll have armed guards with, like, you know, automatic weapons and armored vehicles and things. Because of the incidences, like, in Florida, where a gay community, just some fucking black guy who's naked, tries to kill and eat, like, this teen boy... And if the, if the exactly, if no one was there, you know, he would have probably, or if he was like attacking an older person or maybe even a small child, like, exactly, imagine how bad it could have become. Um, fate kind of intervened on that one. Like, the, the, the Florida teen who attacked and killed that family and was eating them. Like, you know, that the, the victims, it's just a, a matter of luck and a matter of time before they become like very vulnerable people like, if that guy had attacked small children at a school or if that guy had attacked you know, an elderly um, like an old folks home or like, you know an elderly person in their house he would have probably got away with it like, you know, been able to like literally um, get away with it basically because there would be no way for them to defend themselves Um, there have been videos of people by attacking each other on public transit uh, there was a video of like a Chinese guy eating another person literally biting and, and, and tearing away pieces of their flesh as they pinned them down and the entire subway is cowering in fear not wanting to intervene and yeah a few brave people try to like kick him off and stuff but you can see that the guy is feral like completely dedicated like obsessed in like biting the guy And, like, won't let him go. And it was... Apparently... a. It was written off as a fight. Like, they... The the Chinese media said it was just a fight that, you know, escalated. And a guy bit another guy. And then had to be, like, you know, killed by the police because he wouldn't let him go. Like, shit like that. Like, um... There are... So many different ways that they are writing it off. With, like, these riots. And with these demonstrations. That they... Are trying to uh, create plausible deniability in case it happens on a massive scale one of the things that the Conad 88 doesn't have written down is the fact that they will try to suppress the information and keep it secret so as not to alarm and scare the public because the last thing they want is a full, gr- a full panic right Uh, especially from urban areas, so the obvious situation that they were dealing with is that this could be happening now. This could be happening in America uh, or across the world. The information, the order has already been given to suppress the information. The information would not be able to escape a place like China. It would not be able to escape a place with a private internet like Russia. Um, or America with the nSA the way it is you can the most optimistic person in internet freedom knows by now the nSA completely controls the internet that 's what i'm saying the The idea of people being able to upload something that the NSA has already looked for or is being or is actively looking for to suppress is naive to an extreme it's not two thousand ten where you could upload something that would possibly be like a rogue thing like oh how did that get on the internet no it's too exactly Snowden has already spilled uh, the beans on the NSA complete um, control slash on on kill switch of the internet they could shut the entire internet down if they wanted to they could turn off any website they can take down and scrub anything they can replace it with a file um, so that no, no one's even the wiser and that's actually been reported where people have posted photos of things and the photo is switched by the time they they see it you know it's uploaded and their file is gone and replaced with a with a different file I, like you know on their own device because they allow they tried to upload it and there's like a two-way um street like a, we're talking total NSA type shit that this is the reality we live in right so it could be happening now in larger groups Um, all I know for a fact is that it's happening one at a time and that's enough to get people, get me at least really worried because of the frequency it's occurring you know and people are writing it off as normal homeless people behavior or as radicalized political um, activity or as uh, you know XYZ bullshit (laughs) And it's not. It's a zombie apocalypse. When a person goes into a convenience store, like a 7 or a Stripes, and they tear up everything, and they take off all their clothes, and they shit on the floor, and then they throw things at people, and the, and the cops have to, like, tase them, and then, like, handcuff them, and handcuff their feet, and throw them in the back of the car, and just, you know. When that occurs... That is more than just a person having a bad day and undiagnosed mental problems. That's a person going berserk. And if they could kill someone, they would kill someone. And they wouldn't care if it was a baby. They wouldn't care if it was a 90-year-old man they would take advantage of the fact that they had power over someone because in that moment it's like this it's like it's not which it's the opposite of what a good person is in every single extreme if they are acting out so violently they, they could be considered possessed by a demon and like there have been reports of like a father pulling over on his car and then killing his children at the side of the highway as passerbys are driving along, they don't care or have any concern of anything besides these urges that they are having in the moment. This has been reported on the news infrequently, but it does elicit a lot of sensation and shock. You got to read between the lines. These aren't people anymore. These are zombies. It's, they'll always say like, "Yeah, father of three kills his children and burns down his house." That's not a person, that became a zombie. That's what a zombie apocalypse is. Is when more people are acting like that than aren't acting like that. Imagine if a city of a million people and you had 5,000 people acting like that. Imagine if you had a city of a million people and 10,000 people acted like that all at once. Imagine if you were in Los Angeles And out of the 300,000 homeless people they have, 10,000 of those homeless people ran into businesses, ran into public areas, schools, houses, like neighborhoods, and just attacked and destroyed property and and like... um, you know, stopped traffic, blocked roads, attacked you know, transients, uh, passers-by, like, went on a bus and just started stabbing people, and you had 10,000 incidences like that within 24 hours? That's a fucking zombie outbreak. And yeah, Los Angeles has 3 million people and 300,000 homeless people, so it's not like everyone's doing it, but it would be enough to fuck up the entire grid. Every single police officer... Every single detective, every single paramedic, every single EMT guy, every single hospital, every single school, every single public thing, like like every single thing would have to be locked down. It would have to be completely locked down because the security threat would be so great and so unpredictable that the grid would come to a complete halt. And all you would have to do is make like 1% of LA go completely fucking nuts. And that's what a zombie apocalypse would look like. Realistically. And that's what's going to happen. Predictably, that's what they've already programmed us to believe and to accept. And this next hour, after the musical break, we'll get into the Conad 88 and how the government will react to it. And how the government's already planning to react to it and has already had this plan for the last 10 years. So thank you for joining me on the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. Beyond Top Secret Texan. Sincerely appreciate you guys supporting me. Hope you guys like the music. Next you hear me, we'll be talking about the con at 88. Greetings again. Alright, let's jump right into it. We have a full document to read. Get you guys situated. Alright. Con plan. 8888. Unclassified. From Intellipedia. Headquarters. United States Strategic Command. CDR-USS. Or US Stratcom. Con plan. 888-11. Sorry. eight eight 11 Counter-Zombie Dominance, 30 APR, 2011. I'll be going over the entire document, but I will be skipping the alphabet soup after this point, because, uh, one, it's, it's... It's frankly just fucking annoying to read, and it's honestly the my, my least favorite part of this and why it's so difficult and it's the entire reason why like 98% of the population cannot understand or explore the world of the military in America is because they've hidden it under a bunch of acronyms which are so like you know I know it's not difficult for those people who are into it, and and as a veteran, I was never into it, and it's the least favorite part of the military's acronyms. <laughs> Look at acronyms! I'll tell you that is is then like, it's like everything is acronyms. It's government alphabet soup. So I'll be trying to, to go through it while reading the important details instead of just you know the the, the endless string of acronyms and everything. So, ConPlan 8888, Disclaimer. Sorry. Ah. Good start. ConPlan 8888, Disclaimer. This plan was not actually designed as a joke. During the summers of 2009 and 2010, while training augmentees from a local training squadron about the J.O.P.P., members of a U.S. StratCom component found out by accident that the hyperbole involved in writing a zombie survival plan actually provided a very useful and effective training tool. Planners who attended JPME 2 at the Joint Combined Warfighting School also realized that training examples for plans most accommodated the political fallout that, that occurs, when the general public mistakenly believes that a fictional training scenario is actually a real plan. Rather than risk such an outcome by teaching our augmentees using the fictional Tunisia or Nigeria scenarios used at JCWS, we elected to use a completely impossible scenario that would never be mistaken as a real plan. Because the plan was so ridiculous, our students not only enjoyed the lessons, they actually were able to explore the basic concepts of the plan and order development, fact, assumptions, specified and amplified task references, etc. very effectively. We posted this plan because we, felt, we feel it was a very enjoyable way to train new planners and boost retention to critical knowledge. So now you got, like, the boil plate, right? And he goes, "Letter transmitters, transmitters, uh, security instructions, right? The long title of this plan is CDR US Stratcom Complan 888-11 Counter-Zombie Dominance Operations. Two, the short title of this plan is CDR US Stratcom Complan 888-11. The document is unclassified to ensure the maximum utility during times of crisis. Classified capabilities used to counter zombies will be addressed appropriate orders and annexes adapted during crisis action planning to adapt the actions in this plan to current operational conditions. This document contains information affecting the National Defense of the United States within the meaning of the Espionage Laws, Title 18, United States Code, Sections 793 and 794. The transmission of relevant, uh, uh, the transmission or revelation of information can, contained herein in any manner to an unauthorized person is prohibited by law. Reproduction of this document is authorized for general training purposes. Reproduce only in accordance with guidelines for reproduction of classified material outlined in DOD 5200. 1-R information security program. If this were a real plan, the following language would be included. Do not reproduce this document without the expressed written permission of CDR US Stratcom or one of its specific subordinate commanders. I hope you guys understand that they included it while saying if this was real we would include this specific thing and it goes on to include that specific phrase. So, this is real. They wanted to add that into it as a, a type of uh, deniable possibility, a plausible deniability. Okay. Okay, so its purpose is to establish and maintain a vigilant defensive condition aimed at protecting humankind from zombies. If necessary, conduct operations that will, if directed, eradicate zombie threats for human safety. Aid civilian authorities in maintaining law and order and restoring basic services during and after a zombie attack. Defensive operations. These operations aimed at monitoring the environment for zombie-related threats and preparing capabilities to respond to the same. This plan's defensive branch within Annex C details protective of preventive measures for humans in response to the threat scenarios identified in paragraph 6 below. The System of Zombie Conditions, Z-Cons, or Zombie-Cons, will provide predetermined actions to proactively position the U.S. Stratcom enterprise in response to the threat, indications, and warnings. Offensive Operations Those operations where U.S. Stratcom has been directed to eradicate zombie threats to human safety using military capabilities as authorized by POTUS and SecDef This plan's offensive branch within Annex C and Annex 5, er, Annex S, sorry, STO, details the neutralization to render ineffective of zombie capabilities through denial, deception, disruption, degradation, and destruction. The system of zombie cons will proactively anticipate and respond to increased GCC space capability requirements including offensive space control capabilities conditions for implementation politico-military situation zombies are horribly dangerous to all human life and zombie infections have the potential to seriously undermine national security and economic activities that sustain our way of life. Therefore, having a population that is not composed of zombies, are at risk from their malign influence is vital to the U.S. and the allied national interest. While the US currently enjoys several asymmetrical advantages against zombie infections originating in the Eurasian landmass, these advantages can easily be negated by air and sea traffic that could transport the source of zombie infection to North and South America. Further, asteroids and nuclear space radiation that can convert people into zombies can affect any landmass or population on Earth. Given the rapidity of which zombie outbreaks spread, decisive, overwhelming, and possibly unilateral military force may be required to negate the zombie threat. Plan Execution Con plan 8888 is designed to be implemented across all six phases of the military operations When directed by POTUS or SecDef CDR US Stratcom will issue mission type orders Alertord Runord, Depord Opord, Exord, term ord to execute specific actions from this plan. This plan is only designed to be implemented if zombie threats arise which cannot be handled within the scope of the US STRATCOM campaign plan. Op plan 8000 and the current fiscal year op and it's Foxtrot Yankee, the X ray, X ray, Oscar Papa, Oscar, Oscar, Romeo Delta, Space, Opboard, and then uh, Delta Sierra, Charlie Alpha, Oscar Papa, Oscar, Romeo, um, Delta, etc. I saying, that's, that's the, it's the acronym alpha, alphabet soup that I was talking about earlier, and it's going to get like that for a little while. So I'll try to read it ahead of time and not and like include it. That direct the execution of actors from Op Plan Eight Zero Zero Zero. Zombie threat uh, summary. Zombie threat summary. Con Plan Eight 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 is designed to address the following types of zombies. Pathogenic zombies, PZs are zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by a virus or bacteria or some other form of contagion. So Papazulus are zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by a virus or a bacteria, or some other form of contagion, radiation zombies, Romeo Zulus, are zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by an extreme dosage of electromagnetic, and/or particle radiation. Repeat, Romeo Zulus are zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by a certain extreme dosage of electromagnetic and our particular radiation. Three, Evil magic zombies. <laughs> Evil magic zombies. So, Echo Mike Zulus are zombie life forms created via some form of occult experimentation. ...and what might otherwise be referred to as evil magic. Now, a side note, uh, just from um, Beyond Top Secret Texting to you guys. Now, I was watching a Richard D. Hall, uh, you know, a Rich Planet TV show on uh, YouTube... ...and they had brought up the fact that the CIA, when investigating UFOs in their own files, have an acronym... And it's called, uh, Weird Science and Freaky Magic. And it was WSFM. So, yeah, it was WSFM. And it was, like, that's the shorthand acronym for all the UFO investigations. When referring to, like, anti-gravity or, like, um, you know, warp speed and stuff like that. And it was this kind of, like, you know, like in the United States Navy... Uh, whenever they want a enlisted personnel to like do something without really explaining the science behind it, they it's just PFM, pure fucking magic. Exactly. Like, well, how does it work? PFM. It's pure fucking magic. And it's like you know, whenever we as electricians we're asking questions for like how like the systems work, and it's classified, and so it's just pure fucking magic. It's a military slang. For understanding engineering and technologies which are above one's pay grade, right like I say, it's not it's above it's above what I'm required to know and so as far as I'm concerned, this is just fucking magic, and that's actually a a a inside reference to why they call it evil magic it's because yes it's tongue in cheek but that's also it's beyond our understanding. This could be hyper-sigils. This could be, exactly, like some kind of disembodied, lower-dimension hive mind that's taking over people's bodies, like, physically. Um, you know, exactly, like, that. that's evil magic. That's just weird shit. Secret societies are really doing, like, that kind of work. And that's this... Uh, it, I know, right? So, yeah. Echo my Zulu's are zombie life forms created via some form of occult experimentation and otherwise referred to as evil magic? It's also why the occult in secret societies are a big part of my channel. As much as technology, as much as the actual extraterrestrials and biology and physiology that uh, I'm interested in, the occult, because the occult is how we frame a lot of intangible like for lack of a better word magic but it's a lot of forces like uh natural like animal magnetism and things like that like that we can't really put words to not easily in our in our um frame of reference or in our language or culture assign meaning to um Yeah, so he's exactly, that evil magic. It's, it's an insider reference that, that I caught, and I want to share that with you guys. Space zombies. Sierra Zulus are zombie life orbs originating from space or created by toxic contamination of the Earth environment via some form of extraterrestrial toxin or radiation. Zombie satellites can be classified as Sierra Zulus. However, they pose no danger to humans unless they conduct an unplanned deorbit. Typically, zombie satellites only pose a threat to SATCOM services like DirecTV. Refer to Galaxy 15 Incident, May 2010. So repeat, space zombies, Sierra Zulus, or zombie lifeforms originating from space are created by toxic contamination of the Earth environment via some form of extraterrestrial toxin or radiation. Weaponized zombies. Whiskey Zulus. Are zombie life forms deliberately created via bio-biomechanical engineering for the purposes of being employed as weapons? Zombie weaponization programs and supporting infrastructures are included in COAs to deal with these threats. The movie, The Crazies, exemplifies the most common type of Whiskey Zulu. Humans turned into zombies via exposure to toxic chemicals. And toxic gases uh, What I said last hour uh, The crazies Is the actual Government Disclosure Of what they really plan for And probably have Already experienced and dealt with You know uh, Large scale Contamination And um uh, you know um, Poisoning Of areas Either through the water supply Or through atmospheric conditions Or through the fact of a, Like a large scale electromagnetic pulse Or uh, asteroid Or downed military plane With a biological weapon aboard Like in the, the crazies um, but situations would arise Some a, just by the, the sheer scale of the country and as many populations and as much chemicals are being moved through the rail and through shipping and overhead in the planes that a situation of cross-contamination could occur uh, or overexposure or some kind of industrial-level accident occur where a town's population may entirely be affected by it and in that case would require a security response on the scale of the United States military and uh, such an event would probably be covered up to be honest probably be covered up because of the sheer national security state that we exist in and also, just, you know, I mean, that's the shit that would be covered up. Well, if they're going to cover up anything, they're covering up the zombie outbreak. In fact, I mean, like, what else would they cover up? What else would they be covering up if they're not covering up zombie outbreaks? But, if, I mean, if, it's, if a town turned fucking berserk, it was, like, just killing each other and, like, like going, like, full-on fucking crazy. And, like, like you know... I mean that that's that's terrible. Exactly, it's not. really like, oh, it would be like a threat, and they'd move across the country. You know, like no, but it would be terrible. Exactly, it would just be like hard to understand and and very hard to stomach. And that's not. I mean, no one needs that. I mean, think about it. The only other options for it to be like exploited and to like be be kind of like um, capitalized on by. And exactly. It's just for a propaganda effort. You don't want to be known as Zombie Town, you know. Like you know, you don't want to be known as a country with zombies. You gotta just save face. And there's a lot of shit that they don't tell you. Exactly. They cover up a lot of fucking things. They're covering up this. All right. So where are we? Symbient Induced Zombies Sierra India Zulu Sierra India Zulus are zombie life forms originating from the introduction of a symbiont life form into an otherwise healthy host although the symptoms of symbiont zombieism are similar in most regards to pathogenic zombieism the symbiont does not kill the host organism quickly or at all however there is no wa- way to know how to save an organism after zombieism has occurred even if the symbiont is removed that's that's scary shit to be honest. That's that fucking uh, Last of Us Cordyceps type shit. So even if you could get rid of the symbiont, the parasite, uh, the nervous system has already been destroyed, the personality has already been lost, and the person has basically would just fall into a coma and be a vegetable because it's such a... Terrible. Exactly like uh, uh. exact exposure to a parasite. It's a hundred percent fatal. Uh, in that regard, it's a hundred percent transmissible. Um, cordyceps. It's you know. Yes, you would still be have motor and, and cognitive function, but it's really just to position yourself in a way to, is that better serve this parasite? Exactly, it's like a complete hijacking of your body, and basically the person who you are, even though you're physiologically still alive, uh, is you're gone. Exactly, like you, are, you are gone, you are replaced, and your body has been hijacked. And a symbiont makes it sound like it's a worm or like a type of like parasite that way, but the fungus is a parasite. That's a symbiont. Um, you know, there are many different kinds of symbionts. Bacterial symbionts, things like that. Microscopic in size. Cellular symbionts. You know, it's, it's a, the fungus thing is it's a microscopic pathogen. It's a microscopic spore. <coughs> Okay, so, moving on. Uh, Vegetarian zombies. Victor Zulus are zombie life forms originating from any cause but pose no direct threat to humans because they only eat plant life, as indicated in the popular game Plants vs. Zombies. Although, Victor Zulus do not attack humans or other animal life They will consume all plant life in front of them. They can cause massive deforestation or elimination of basic food crops essential to humans. Rice, corn, soybeans, potatoes, etc. Of note, where normal carnivorous zombies commonly grow in the word brains, semi-comprehensibly Victor Zulus can identify by their aversion to humans, affinity for plants, and their tendency to semi-comprehensibly groan the word grains. You, wah, wah. Is that, you see the little humor there. I wanted to add that in. I know I'm, I'm trying to address it in a serious, but it does have a little joke there. I thought that was funny. Chicken zombies. Charlie Zulu's. Although it sounds ridiculous, this is actually the only proven class of zombie that actually exists. The chicken zombies were first documented by Jonathan M. Forrester's uh, 4th of December 2006 online article, Zombie Chickens Taking Over California. So, there is mainstream academic press of those people who are listening. I don't know why anyone listens to this if they're a skeptic. I guess I might have a, a growing cult following of skeptics who are Listening to this, but and if that's the case, if you do need, or, you know, I know that there are also supporters of mine that need um, proof, that want citations, that want academic uh, uh, histories with materials like, oh, if a professor has studied it, or if there's any kind of legitimacy to it. it see, quote unquote, legitimacy requiring, like, is there a Wikipedia article? Or is there like uh, any kind of uh, citation or source or paper or like you know anything like that study? Um, that that's the society we live in, and so for that to be the case, yes, there is actual documentation of this, and there's been more documentation officially within academia as time has moved on. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for those people who need, like, can't absolutely need to have the, the system support bullshit by their stupid fucking uh, standards, then there you go. Exactly, there you go. And then to explain the Charlie Zulus uh, Charlie Zulus occur when old hens that can no longer lay eggs are incorrectly euthanized by poultry farms using carbon monoxide the hens are then deposited in large piles to decompose. The hens appear to be dead and when buried, but inexplicably come back to life and dig themselves out of from the piles of dead chickens. After reaching the surface, Charlie Zulu stagger about for a period of time before ultimately expiring due to internal organ failure. So it's very ghoulish and macabre. Okay, environmental effects. environmental effects. Causes of zombie infection are generally resistant to most environmental effects. The following environmental factors apply to zombies in this plan. The viral pathogens they cause uh, Papazulus have some vulnerability to ultraviolet light. UV light impairs the functions of ribonucleic acids, RNA, that comprise most viral life forms. At best, UV light can disrupt virus reproduction in healthy cells. It should be noted that Papazulus may experience painful photosensitivity as a result of sunlight exposure. For this reason, Papazulus' activity is not expected to be as high during bright sunny conditions as it is during the hours of darkness. And then you got your um, Echo Mike Zulus, Sierra Zulus, Victor Zulus, and Whiskey Zulus are all likely immune to any extreme meteorological phenomenon except fires, floods, tornadoes, or tsunamis. The following environmental factors apply to humans in this plan. Rain will be vitally important to human survival. If civil war supplies are cut off, or civil water supplies are cut off, humans will have to rely on other means to obtain water. Groundwater from streams and rivers will be unreliable since it will be difficult to determine if groundwater is a vector for zombie infection. Humans who do not shelter in place within a sturdy structure that protects them from the Direct effects of air currents that could carry pathogens or toxins or direct exposure to radiation will be increased risks of contamination, death, and injury. Although these threat scenarios aren't meant to be all-inclusive, U.S. STRATCOM must be postured and flexible enough to respond to any emergency threat due to the different zombie disaster scenarios. Annex Charlie Appendix 1, Defensive Operations, and Annex Charlie Appendix 2, Offensive Operations, provide a solid foundation for full-spectrum operations against most postulated zombie threats. Legal Considerations Legal Considerations The United States and international law regulate military operations only insofar as human and animal life are concerned. There are almost no restrictions on hostile actions that may be taken either defensively or offensively against pathogenic life forms. Organic robotic entities or traditional zombies. Given the likelihood of an all-out threat to human survival, it is likely in this plan to be executed concurrently with the Declaration of Martial Law within Conus and U.S. territories. Additional legal considerations taken into account... When preparing the plan, include applicable United States statutes, the United Nations Charter, international treaties, and agreements to which the U.S. is a party, the law of armed conflict, LOAC, customary international law, and applicable rules of engagement, and in policies. Operations to be conducted. Deployment. U.S. Stratcom forces specified in the forces table of the cu- current fiscal year, OPORD are deployed around the globe. This comp plan has pre-identified primary adversaries, therefore it does not direct forward deployment of the forces to any particular region. When U.S. Stratcom is the supported CCDR, U.S. Stratcom will de- develop during crisis a time-phased force in deployment data in collaboration with U.S. Transcom. For those situations where an offensive or defensive operations require movement or forces or assets, however, when U.S. Stratcom deploys forces as a supporting commander, those forces will normally be tied to the supporting theater commanders, you know, TPFDD. Unemployment. Conplan 888 is situationally dependent. It is designed to allow CDR U.S. Stratcom execute military operations in support of a national or theater objectives in either a supporting or supported role. Original phases within this plan may be subsequent to humanity posed, oh, sorry, sequentially or non-sequentially are modified depending on the global situation. However, given the global threat to humanity posed by zombies, once CDRUS Stratcom, Issues orders to transition, specify phase of operations. That phase will apply to the entire globe. Con plan phases. And then there's a list of phases. Um, okay, so plan branch. Defensive ops. Phase zero shape. Conduct general zombie awareness training. Ensure readiness of CBRNE protective so that's basically the one we're at right now. It's phase zero. just basically creating awareness and then creating the basic groundwork for training later. Part, or phase one, deter. Zombies cannot be deterred themselves. Conduct large-scale training to demonstrate US Stratcom abilities to. Phase two, seize initiative. Recall all U.S. Stratcom personnel to duty stations. Begin fortification of all U.S. Stratcom. So, basically, let me let me also con, uh, convert this to real-time. So, we've already gone plan branch, defensive ops, right? So... That's, that's basically our existing phase 0 shape. Conduct general awareness training. Ensure readiness of CBR any protective. That was around 2009-2010 with this document being written and with it being distributed across US Stratcom and home defense, right? And also the public. So basically, that was phase 0. Phase 1. Zombies cannot be deterred themselves. Conduct large-scale training to demonstrate US Stratcom ability to... That was the militarization of the police that occurred between the years 2010 to 2020 where armored vehicles large caliber automatic rifles uh, police shootings all those are on the rise. Violent crime is up a third from its former year 2019. By 2021. That's specifically because of these zombies. These people who are going berserk and acting violently, antisocially, and cannot stop themselves from doing so. These people are then required to be stopped, neutralized, and the police... Our shopkeepers or our civilians or whoever's around have proven that they cannot stop them. Shooters like spree shooters, uh, mass shooters, mass stabbers, mass uh, people who go crazy in stores that have already been filmed generally are not stopped by regular people who are just in the store with them. They, They're not, they're, they're. Too violent. They, they intimidate the normal person, and subsequently, people are now in this society not going to get themselves injured to prevent a stranger from getting injured. So, and plus, the cities the way they are, things like subway trains, etc. Um, exactly. Like it's just they've already demonstrated within this last era. That zombies can need to be stopped and are not stopped unless they have armed police. Police who are trained to use firearms and military tactics uh, that were provided to them by US Stratcom through this proliferation of technology uh, known as the militarization of police in the last 10 years. Specifically, it you know, to stop drug dealers and gangs, etc. But really, it was to prepare. A large scale infrastructure to prepare for violent citizenry, which was a natural reaction to 5G Wi Fi, to the chemicals they're putting in the food and water, to the chemicals in the vaccine, etc. That's all they knew that it's going to increase in uh, frequency, it's going to increase in danger uh, to the population. And that public places are increasingly more vulnerable, especially with as many firearms and just basic knives. Like, things like that. If someone could go with a baseball bat and just start wrecking up a Walmart, for example. And because of the way society is created, that would have to be stopped by an armed police officer. Um that would need to know the signs. exactly. It had, the society has changed that much. People don't realize it, but society has changed that much. Okay, recall all U.S. Stratcom personnel to duty stations. We just ended the war in Afghanistan. I, I know I've spoken before that that's not just one theater of operations in 124 nations we occupy. But over time, in the Trump administration, they a lot of personnel were recalled. We only have a very limited amount of people overseas currently as advisors uh, for real-world strategic, uh, you know, uh, foreign, you know, operating bases, you know, in Africa, Southeast Asia, the Middle East. Uh, you know, etc. Those are pre-existing, but a lot of personnel, believe it or not, a lot of personnel have been withdrawn from those areas and brought back to the continental United States. Uh, more than have ever been before are inside the continental United States. And I mean by uh, actual operating personnel, Navy carrier fleets, for example, Navy aviation squadrons. Um, United States armored divisions for example are almost entirely within the United States now at this point um there for example it used to be maybe about 6 to 10 uh when I was serving there was like a good 50-50 split between active duty personnel in the country and out of the country and um now it's about you know 7-10 or with 7 out of 10 personnel being in the country then the 3 out of 10 being you know uh, forward deployed or outside of CONUS uh, that's because this is that phase where they're bringing in more US Stratcom personnel more hardware, more actual uh, leadership command systems bringing in real uh, veteran for, like active duty uh, troops into the continental United States where typically they would never be allowed to operate Maybe for training, maybe for um, their their turnaround tour and everything. Their cool their decompression tour, but generally the requirements of their specialization and skill or position, their rank would be um, needed in other countries. We're talking special forces. We're talking armored cavalry. We're talking artillery. We're talking psyops. Uh, you know things like that. We're talking. Um, generally, like, with Spec Ops, for example, a lot of them are being withdrawn, a lot of them are being taken back to the United States. They would be operating almost exclusively outside the United States uh, 10 years ago. Now now most of them are inside the United States. And this is going to begin the fortification of U.S. Stratcom. You're already seeing that with the developments occurring uh, within government and federal facilities. Um... Uh, You're beginning to see that more and more, and I believe by the end of whatever this is, this little era, uh, presidency or whatever, the four-term, you're going to see United States military bases be like Fort Knox. You're going to see them with the whole vaccine thing, with the whole uh, exclusion of personnel, with the the whole uh, tightening of security. Uh, You're going to see them be like... Where before, you had families living on military bases. I think people don't realize that. That military bases were never really, like, high security. You had families live on them. You had, like, a lot of traffic in and out. There's a lot of civilian contractors. There's a Taco Bell in the Pentagon. And that's what I don't think people get. Is that America, even as, in its golden age, even in military bases, like, there was still a lot of freedom. And a lot of, like, real work. I like... like I know that's so fucking oxymoronic, but, like, even in the deep underground bases, there's, like, a pizza hut and shit, like, people don't believe it, but there's, like, whole functioning cities. And, like I said, there's, like, malls in the Pentagon that you can buy stuff, like, it's like an airport. That's, like, even at an airport, you could live at an airport, like that guy who lived at that that airport in New York for, like, five years. It was a pretty chill place. Exactly, like, it was, like, you could get food and, like, hang out, and no one really, like, was gonna force you to live in a public area. I know it's weird. People are like military bases, like they'll point a gun at you if you don't belong, and you're like, yeah, nowadays, but it used to just be like you were, you could get a visitor pass. You could just get a visitor pass and just like hang out, exactly like, you know. It was, it's, it's just weird to me. But, um, yeah. Like uh, they're going to make America A lot more uh, militarized In that way And even uh, places like police stations uh, Courthouses um, You know Government buildings of all kinds um, Are really really Like high security now There's like metal detectors Security guards at the door You have to empty your pockets And like you know They have to like pat you down and make sure you're not carrying a weapon or anything. It's that That's already the way it is. And it's because they... You know, it, we've already gone through it. Zombies are not eat people. Zombies are random berserker weirdos. And uh, people who go crazy. And it's because of that. They don't want anyone off the street being able to run into like the city hall. With, you know, unopposed. Without at least there being one or two armed people. Paid... Specifically to kill that person if they get too close to the mayor, like that's the reality of the world we live in. And then because that's the reality of what a zombie really is. It's not someone who's gonna eat like the first person they see, but it could be a homeless person who may he's like was has just you know for whatever reason electronically chemically um, just insanity demon possession whatever decides to charge uh, you know a, a person you know and, and like try to do as much damage to an area like, like City Hall in this example with no explanation with no ability to be negotiated with or to be just like you know stopped unless you physically kill that person And if they're, you know, ignoring harm, they're ignoring, like, damage and wounds, they have no uh, mercy and compassion, it's a serious threat. And it's something you have to live with daily. Someone has to, every day, be at the door with a weapon because anyone, literally anyone, could just run in there and attack you. And then you think that same threat at a Walmart, exactly like, you could literally just be at a Walmart and somebody comes and stabs you in the throat. And you're like, why? It doesn't make any sense. They didn't ha- didn't know you. They didn't know who you were. They didn't... This You were, like, buying jeans. And then some guy's like, I'm gonna start my murder spree. And just, like... He's like or he's, you know, you were just at a... At a, at a you know... Um, anywhere. Grocery store. And somebody decides to, like, come in and, like, tear up the place and, like, fire off a gun randomly. He's like, like that's Something I used to laugh at, and I think that's a big part of it, because yes, it's crisis actors, and it's complete bullshit, but now that I'm really piecing together things, I'm like, maybe that's been a thing for a while, and people don't realize that it's connected to a bigger picture, that people are, you know, keeping plausibly denied, but that we know, and the government knows, the government's already, um, experimented with Homeland Security, National Security, the country, the United States... Incorporated already knows that it's a side effect. All the companies, the the elites, you know, everyone knows that it's a side effect of the shit going around us at all times. This evil in our environment, the electronic pollution, the electromagnetic uh, radios, like signals, Wi Fi signals that are pumping through us uh, at ever increasing volumes, activity from the sun, asteroids, like you said, radiation. Uh, chemicals, pathogens like viruses, the the parasites that we're discovering inside our own ecosystem, and like caves and the jungles and shit, like zombie deer are a real thing. It's like like that's a this is an old this is an old paper. Remember, it was written in 2010. That article with the 2006 zombie chickens. No, there are zombie deer. There are zombie ants. There are zombie. Uh, it's it's there are shitloads of zombies in the wild. Uh, zombie snails. Uh, zombie spiders. Exactly. Like There's so many different zombie, different like proven case studies currently. Way more than there were back in 2010. <laughs> Let me just say that. Okay, so continuing. Recall all U.S. Stratcom personnel at duty stations. Begin fortifying all U.S. Stratcom locations. Phase 3. Dominate. Lockdown all U.S. Stratcom operating locations for 30 days. Assume mission-oriented control. That's what this fucking COVID thing was. That's what the whole... Like, okay, so people don't realize this, but COVID turned the military into a lockdown. Where all the bases were locked down. Regardless of vaccine status, which is the current issue. But in 2020, all the military bases were locked down. And that's what it says. lock down all U.S. Stratcom operating locations for 30 days. This whole quarantine thing, all the national parks were closed, all the national monuments, all the military bases, all, of, all the, all the um, you know, public areas locked down. Assume mission-oriented control. What do you think this whole um, COVID-vax thing is? What do you think this whole uh, control of the news is and the mass thing and stuff? It's mission-oriented control. It's a way of them, the strategic uh, controllers, to see how effective they can order people around. See how effectively they control areas of operations psychologically. With psychological operations. If they ask you to wear something like a mask or something on your shirt, like a flag pin, it's to see how many people will listen to them so they can gauge how effective their orders are. If people are, they can visibly and clearly see you're not wearing it so you're disobeying them, and thus they know they have areas to work on, or if they see that majority of people are, they know that exactly like it's, it's a thing, right? It's a correlation, it's a factor. Phase four, stabilize. Deploy recon teams after D thirty to ascertain general safety of environment near US Stratcom locations. Um, I believe that's currently what we were in, two thousand twenty-one. They started opening a lot of places up, and I could swear to you that there were a lot of secret agents, especially like in that okay so that January sixth Uh, That pro-January 6th rally that happened in September, there were a lot of famous uh, photos uh, that went viral of like FBI agents that were in the crowd. It was mostly attended by undercover FBI agents, undercover cops, detectives, various uh, government agencies, etc. And very few real people actually went They were out. I mean, the the press and the police outnumbered the people who actually attended, and the people were mostly undercover cops. You know what I'm saying? So that is exactly what they're talking about. After the lockdown, create a bunch of bullshit and put police everywhere to see who shows up, to see who who shows up into these areas, and if anything happens. You're there to pounce on that shit. Make no mistake. that Because they opened up football. They opened up baseball. They opened up uh, basketball. um, They opened up all these sports. (coughs) And concerts and things like that. There are undercover cops. There are uh, satellites, recon planes watching these events from the sky. These events are being monitored by fucking spy planes and satellites and and shit, real-time assessed uh, face recognition, AI-type security measures. Uh, Make no mistake that that's occurring during every single one of these public events. Make absolutely no mistake. If you go to public, if you go to something, right, if you're watching a concert or something, they're watching you. That's the recon teams. Phase five, restore civil authority. Deploy US Stratcom personnel to aid any surviving civil authorities in disaster zones. Now when you think of that, think of Chicago's murder rate. Think of like things like that, like um, not every city suffered for it. But think of L.A. Think of um, all these places that are heavily urbanized. And think of how they're all really pro-vax and really pro-COVID measures. They're all really pro-mask like and in, in social distancing. Like New York City and shit. And think about... Really think about how much the the U.S. government... The federal government controls These cities Versus um, Any like real internal like Infrastructure Like capital cities Have a direct link to the Federal government and things like that Like all these major cities That are pro uh, Mask mandate and have already kind of submitted to it Or to be the ones that are The biggest hit by these zombie Apocalypses They have the biggest homeless populations. LA, New York City, prime example. They have huge homeless populations. They have a huge crime problem. They have a huge crime problem. People don't even want to seriously consider how bad the crime is in Los Angeles. These major urban centers are what they're talking about. Go out, And basically assume control of the local police in these areas. Assume the control of the local government in these areas. Which I can assure you, by this time, October 2021, the United States government, especially elements of the United States military, are the Pentagon or some alphabet agency in Homeland Security, NSA, CIA, uh, what have you. That they control These large cities Every administrative function They know all the citizens By by all their information They have access to every file Every Institution They they now are in control Of these major urban centers Houston, Dallas, New York City The top ten LA, Chicago, all of them they control these operations now. They control these cities now, like their operations, like they're like they're they're part of their um, their command, like martial law, which is what they said they would have to they would have to call for martial law. And I believe the call for martial law occurred during the Black Lives Matter protest. The Black Lives Matter protest officially was an a national emergency where the military slash federal government was deputized by the Trump presidency, the Trump administration to aid police in securing and preventing rioters, etc. Damage from the Antifa groups from the various groups, BLM groups that were protesting that is the sword and dagger aspect of it or the cloak and dagger aspect of it, sorry The sword and shield aspect of it. The shield is the control of the administrative federal government from the mayor's office down in these urban centers that have millions of people that live in them. You know, if you control these urban centers, you control significant populations of entire states. Now... Controlled by the military, you have access to all the real estate. You can reorient yourself from abroad to domestic control of the United States through these basically fortress cities with completely developed infrastructures that you can utilize. And you won't be seen as a foreign occupying power because the Constitution which typically suspends the garrisoning of soldiers in civilian quarters, is already suspended because martial law has been declared in 2020 before the election even occurred, specifically as a response to riots. So if anyone protests, that's the, perfect, like, that's the perfect opportunity for the federal government to then smash and clamp down. The idea of the zombie apocalypse in many ways is metaphorical for civil uprising and civil unrest. And at the same time, those are dual elements in the phenomenology of the zombie apocalypse. Because, yes, there is the zombie factor, but there's also the human factor. Because when the human factor goes into full survivalist mode, the metaphor for survivalist scavenger is that of an independence fighter, or a freedom fighter, of a uh, militia member, or a paramilitary, or a, uh, is a liberationist. A, a, a states-rightsist, a constitutionalist, a libertarian, a anarchist. You see how the verbiage is the same from a, you know, a villain like a Negan in, like, The Walking Dead, you know? That someone who may want freedom is considered, like, an evil person in The Walking Dead, like the governor or Negan or any one of the other villains that they've encountered, and that, you know, they themselves are guilty of the same thing, but it's this might makes right system. So obviously the federal government would have to prevent all violence from turning the world into really a slaughterhouse. And and thus the zombie apocalypse kind of like full spectrum is completed with both a zombie threat, a literal threat to life. And, and uh, security on a very basic and, and un- unnegotiable level, and then you have your uh, human threat: your scavengers, your criminals, your your um, organized radicals, your political agitators, your extremists, your abusers, your uh, thugs. You know, your your escaped convicts and. And, you know, opportunists and rapists and things like that That would emerge in the chaos of, of a, you know, lawless society Well, the better of two evils, right? Is a third evil That is more evil than both those evils But it is evil in the name of safety It's evil in the name of security. And that evil is the United States military in control of police and in cities and in many ways our very society organized sports uh, massive urban populations uh, historic landmarks, etc. And thus a completion of the military junta that would be necessary in this Conad Ed 888... A.K.A. Martial Law. What we've been seeing... Is both the public exercising and playing out of this... But the reality is... This is a zombie apocalypse. In our eyes, happening right now. The Karens... The... Okay, all the dumb TikTok bullshit... The internet bullshit... The virus... Uh, the, the things going viral... Um, the crate challenge, for example, um, the drug addicts in the city, the homelessness, the economy, the urban decay, violence, the escalating murder rates. Um, I mean, I guess sexual abuse, the, the, the human trafficking, all of that shit, the lack of education, poverty. Uh, Was it 200 million Americans don't have $400 in their bank account or some bullshit like that? Like this is all because of the, the the real population is turning into a zombie. The America is turning in. For most part, people are being victimized by the zombieism. Uh, they there there's a great external environmental evil in the pollution and the toxins of our food and the uh, electronic signals that are being processed, as well as the fact that people. Are ultimately becoming um, just this caveman like violent confused insane um, thing in most cities there are in most cities there are thousands and thousands of homeless people who exist right now in 2021 like a caveman like I say like it's not like i 'm not trying to be racist uh, so it, it can happen to anyone, but they 're just there. Doing drugs in the open uh fornicating they're nude they're taking sh- they're defecating on the sidewalks, taking shits and pisses like without any kind of mind, sleeping literally like in the the sidewalk like you look at them like they're ex- they're weathered like they they have like open sores like maggots just like eating them, and their their soul has been taken and their body hijacked by drug addiction and like insanity. And whatever you want to medicalize it is, that's the zombie apocalypse. Exactly. It's not people eating each other, but it is like a guy um, just going into a corner store who's homeless and, and holding up the cash register with a knife because he has no uh, no regard for the other guy's humanity or his well-being or his safety. You know, he just he wants money for his drug addiction. And because they already realize that society is now incapable of handling this fucking unending tide of threats, which is, yes, produced by modern society. That's what is a modern society can produce excellent people, it can produce the best people ever in the history of the world. But right now, and, and not like in your backyard, no, you're lucky, you're probably, he's like, you're probably lucky, you're probably not exposed to this or living with the day to day. But there are thousands of places in America that if you looked out the window, you would see just human uh, misfits and like, uh, you know, it would be, it, it's absolutely just this uh, terrible shame. Like most people think America they think these like you know super cool sophisticated educated world and yeah that might be the case for the lucky people but for millions of people increasingly it's one of day-to-day survival and, and I mean just simply um hellish conditions you know hellish conditions and it, and not even to feel bad, they have their own world and society develop. like Portland, Oregon, for example, is a big fucking one. I mean, you have entire lots like 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 given over to homeless camps that the state and the city is supporting because there's nothing else that can be done and they don't want to actually have to force them to change their ways. Exactly. It's not like an involuntary thing. It's not like people are forced to just basically walk around like a zombie drug addict, you know, for years and not contribute anything but hostility to society and ruin the city that is allowing you to do so. But, you know, it's that's exactly like I'm not trying to be a downer here. Exactly. I'm not trying to be a downer here. But that is the fucking case of, of the society right now is that there the euphemism for zombie is a berserk homeless person or a berserk crazy person that is becoming more and more likely to happen and more and more likely to happen in mass because the homeless population and the pe- populations of people most adversely affected by modern society, is increasing violence is increasing the murder rate is increasing poverty is increasing drug abuse is increasing education is decreasing and I'm not going to be one of those people who's like oh I blame music and MTV and video games but we are existing in a society that is that and that is negative in a way that it's Eroding the general fabric of a society where otherwise skills and ethics and you know, uh, expectations of one's moral compass and standards of self, you know, like that's eroding quickly. And at this point, you would be very naive to think that. We live in a society that promotes being your best self. We live in a society that glorifies the worst kinds of people with the worst work ethics, who value the worst things. And we're breeding entire cities of crackheads. We're breeding entire cities of whores. We're breeding entire cities of thugs and murderers. And fucking criminals. And uh, I'm not being racist, but if you go to an inner city and pick any sample of young men, you're not going to find very many college degrees. You're going to find a lot of criminal records. You're going to find a lot of murder rap sheets. You're going to find a lot of gang tattoos. Because that is the real world in our America. Because we produce society where it's easier to follow whatever you know, disengage and just not care about real world problems because you can move away you can you can escape. You don't need to face it. And it's not your responsibility. And you don't have the skills to do it anyway. And I was saying like yes, the youth of today is brilliant and beautiful and poetic and artistic and they know so much about themselves and they can't stop the world the way it is. They the poverty is there. They like, can't change the the society that they're born into, they don't have the skills, and they're never going to get them, because they don't. Is like most kids today just learn um, how to be who they are, and that's it. Like, oh wow, you found out who you are. Great. That's what I said. We have three hundred thousand homeless people in Los Angeles, for every artist and and beautiful musician and brilliant Silicon Valley genius internet guy, Elon Musk's coming out, no one, they're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars. They're going to give $5 billion to the homeless in 2022. They're going to spend $5 billion. state of California is going to spend $5 billion to try to correct the homeless problem. All they're going to do is make $5 billion worth of homeless people In California They cannot change The fact that their Property and real estate values are skyrocketing Because greed in real estate Communities Is is charging the middle class So much more And creating a massive poverty uh, uh, Basically a third world nation Inside the city of Los Angeles Because no one can afford to live there Because the greedy rich people only see things through their own lens and they're like, yeah, $3,000 a month is not that much money to them. That is more than, because I said millions of, like, more than they'll make in half a year. And the idea and expectations are such, is that they don't have educations, they don't have, um, you know, any kind of uh, abilities to like enter, or even a will to do so. They are already, like these, this, this, culture of ours has produced unemployable people. Felons cannot get properly employed. People with face tattoos cannot get properly employed. People who speak only Spanish inside the continental United States cannot get properly employed. People who are Americans but cannot wear fucking shirts you know, on the bus cannot get properly employed. These people I don't are not trustworthy. They're drug addicts. They have criminal records. They uh, have violent tendencies. They have no education. That this idea of climbing a corporate and they want to get rich quick. Every single one of them thinks they're gonna get rich quick. They want They want money. They want cash. And they want a lot of it immediately, all the time. And they have spent like drug habits. This, like they have? They. They. They're just terrible fucking people. And they need a shitload of money all the time, and this produces robberies, criminal uh, things like carjackings. People are stealing catalytic catalytic converters across the nation because it's there's entire um, economies, black market economies, that exist to support the fact that there are so many junkies in America that they can ask for catalytic converters. They know they're going to be stolen They don't give a shit So across America In every apartment complex Almost every night There are junkies going in under cars Stealing catalytic converters To pay for their drugs That's a type of Zombism That's that's that evil magic zombie shit That's what they said That's an evil magic version of a zombie That's a chemically induced zombie They can't control themselves. They don't give a shit who they hurt. They need to fulfill their own terrible urges and basic desires and society is fucking them because it's not made for them and they have no ability to excel either way. So they're better off dead and they'll just hurt more people as long as they're alive. And we don't have a society anymore that enforces values like forcing rehab or criminal sentencing or um you know even even the idea of keeping them in jail it's like this weird flip floppy bullshit it's like, it's ineffective every other way, or society would just if they got arrested they 'd be on the street again in forty eight hours and doing the same shit right, even worse now because now they're now they exactly oh, there's no rehab for' or hospital stay, so now they're just on the street with like you know. Um, DTs and kicking and shit so now they're going to like do an, a crazier crime or hurt themselves even more um, so this, the destruction of the system and the destruction of humanity is playing out before us and that's exactly the situation we're in. As idealistically as over oh, ascending and waking up and uh, everything is going great, America is quickly turning into this a zombie uh, plague quickly falling for it Falling to it. Entire families Generations of people Are being uh, kicked out of their homes Forced to go on the streets If you live in the city The reality is much grimmer And darker than if you live in the country But it's everywhere. It's in every Community. It's a uh, Literally where you get people You get this um, This this Evil transformation uh, that usually was, was never a problem. It just generally was not recorded. Now it's this very new phenomenon. Um, we've been able to sublimate it and express it as a society in the form of zombie, brain-eating zombie. Uh, you know, Walking Dead-eating zombie, Living Dead. You know, you know, got to shoot him in the brain. Uh, you know, kill the head or whatever. Take off the head. The reality is, it's our relatives, it's our family members, it's our friends, it's our classmates, it's our neighbors, it's our uh, peers, the people who were born the same year we were, same generations we were. These people become zombies. And there's nothing you can do to them, there's nothing you, you can do for them. It really is, it's one of those things that's an existential crisis. You don't need monsters. People can become monsters. Society can make them monsters. The environment, the evil in the environment can make them monsters. They can get possessed through evil magics. They can get hit with radiation and chemicals and electricity that fries their brains. And what they want to do, what the response is, is to put more military in the public to make America like a war zone because that's what it's becoming. It's not to, it's, it's not they wanted to do it and this is the excuse they're using, although that is the kind of the case because they could have done it anyway. You know, if they ever wanted to, they would just be able to do it. The, the emergency situation was already there. This is the situation at hand. This is the emergency at hand. This is absolutely the emergency at hand. It's not that there's overpopulation either. There's an overconcentration of people in cities and a failure of infrastructures. When a working and clean bathroom is less of a priority to most people than getting clear, full bar Wi Fi coverage, you have a problem. You have a poisoned root in society. You can call it zombieism. You can call it the zombie plague and, and define it however you see it or whatever way it manifests. But if you have that problem, you're already gone. Where you want more purely um, mental escapism or, or daily urge satisfaction, then you actually have long-term survivability. Well, if you're living more for today, if you're at the state where you're going to rob a convenience store to, to satisfy a drug habit, rather than work on like how, which, how, like how you're going to recover and get through the next year, and then five years, and then 10 years, and then 20 years, if you don't have the understanding of your own future and you're living in this suicidal, self-destructive attack on society. Like if you are that person going into a convenience store and destroying it, vandalizing it, in full view of everyone, without any sense of self. Like you have no intention of running, of like hiding. Uh, you know this is you're throwing your life literally away because you don't have a life at that point. There is nothing that you think of That's worth saving And That's why it's so sick and sad Is that a lot of What our society produces is that And I'm not saying I know why Or the reason for it But I can read the writing on the wall And it's not that our populations Are growing It's just that They concentrate in the cities They have bus lines, they get there, they hitchhike, and all these dropouts, all these people who literally are the walking dead, all these zombies gather in the cities, and it makes them impossible to live in. You can't go to downtown Houston anymore. There's thousands of homeless people sleeping on the sidewalk. It literally looks like people just lined up around buildings and, and they're, they're just there because it's an open environment and it's the place that they're not kicked out of. The, the old Houston downtown filled with homeless people. Corpus Christi's downtown, filled with homeless people. New York City, filled with homeless people. Philadelphia, filled with homeless people. Miami, filled with homeless people. Uh, Los Angeles, filled with homeless people. Portland, filled with homeless people. All these cities, Seattle, filled with homeless people. Name a city. It's filled with fucking homeless people. None of them are going to better their lives. None of them are trying to get out of that homelessness. None of them are trying to uh, get an education or improve anything. And yeah, you might see this random, like, oh, well, this, this homeless guy was really nice, and, or this homeless guy used to be somebody, and then he had... No. As I said, it's like zombies. You can't... Once they're bit, they transform into a zombie. Once this thing happens they become a zombie. And and because you know you you don't want to believe it and you want this idea of a friendly zombie. You want this idea of a friendly like you know maybe we just don't get it. Maybe we're the bad guys type thing. Like that's your sympathy. That's because you're not a zombie. But a zombie doesn't have that sympathy. A zombie will take advantage and try to exploit situations based on their own chaotic princi- uh, motivation desires. If they want to hurt you, they'll hurt you. If they want to steal from you, they'll try to steal from you. If they just want to fuck up shit and like just make a big scene, they'll do it. If they want to yell, they'll yell. If they want to make it like, you know, difficult for everyone around them, they'll do it. I say like you've seen the videos, like a naked woman runs into traffic and like shits on a car and you're like what the fuck was that, exactly that's just living in the city <coughs> you know exactly what I'm saying too if you're listening to this cause you know you're an adult and you live in the modern world, everyone's seen videos like that where the cops are trying to chase the naked man who's like running downtown Washington D.C. You know they're trying to handcuff him And he's like fucking fighting him And then he gets away And everyone cheers And you're like you, This is the world we live in Where if you're at Walgreens And like a woman comes in And she's like an overweight homeless woman And you're like stinking You know and she's like Just smearing feces on things And you're like that's living in the city How crazy right Like huh not my problem that's what I'm saying. We live in a society that if you saw a zombie, it was not your problem. You'd film it. You'd film it with your phone and post it on TikTok and be like, can you believe this shit happened? I, wow. Like, because you don't want to get involved. You have the witness, uh, what the, the witness uh, paradox thing, like, you know, where you're, you're the witness effect, the observer effect, where you don't want to get involved because you don't want to, you know, risk it. You don't want to risk anything. And you watch these things like um, home invasion, uh, the doorbell videos. People are just walking around good neighborhoods, good neighborhoods, and the suburbs and stuff at night, like with fucking weapons. Looking, trying to break into houses, uh, ch- like every fucking night, people are trying to break into houses, um, you know, and. Regardless of the fact that they have, you know, guns at home or not, it's still a a threat. It's still a fact that, yeah, living in Houston where, you know, any given night fucking black people might break down your fucking door and hold you up and then kill you because you're a college kid and they're going to, like, steal your Xbox and shit. And you and your... This is the thing that happened. A 19-year-old white college kid was killed by a 40-year-old, you know, black man because... He had seen them, knew where they lived, as a, he was a gardener, and saw that this group of kids, college kids, had a house. You know, like college kids sometimes go on like five ways on a house, and rent it. So he's a rich kid. They broke in. It was a black on white crime, um, specifically racially motivated, and a theft. And that's exactly the zombie thing. It's like I don't want to go too much into the race angle of it, but that's exactly it. Zombies, they don't, they're nihilistic. They Have whatever motivation and agenda You can attribute to them Like oh it's a race thing or oh it's a Theft thing or oh it's They're going to act violently With no regard to human safety No regard to law Order ethics right or wrong uh, Who they hurt Or not they're going to do it because they want To do it and if they can get Away with it they're never going to apologize They have no idea of Mercy or remorse And they—that guy would have gone back to work as soon as possible and just never told anyone he had killed that kid. That's what I'm saying. That guy would have done it again. That guy has probably done it before. That guy would have had relationships. He would have children. He would have tried to live his life without telling anyone that he shot a 19-year-old a 19-year-old young man after trying to rob him of his, like, video games and his, like, jewelry and shit because he, you know, had a drug addiction and, you know, what he he had to survive. He needed to survive and, and thus killed the future of this person and that family, etc. And it's the exact thing that they're trying to put it on now is that, oh, it's a class thing. Like, oh, well, the poor people are robbing the rich... No, it's... We live in a society now that's producing that. Yeah, both rich and poor are, are zombies. You know, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, once you get into this idea of zombism, society isn't reacting fast enough. It's allowing that literally to be their neighbor, where they live next door and sympathize with the greatest threat to their very existence. That modern day society is sympathizing. With the zombie... It has pity... For the zombie... And when the zombie attacks... Another person... They try to blame that person... And forgive the zombie immediately... Like... Oh no... the zo- You don't get it... The zombie is just... You know... It's so hungry... And it's so hard to be a zombie... And it's... It doesn't... You don't understand... that it's, it's white privilege... It's class privilege... It's... All this... You know, the zombies just being a zombie, like, we live in a society that's that fucking dumb. It's defenseless. So this is why the military's taking over. I've said it before, I recognize the military junta as having occurred during the Clinton administration because the civilian government was just that fucking stupid that the military took it over and just doesn't allow civilians to make any decisions and this is including the mayor office in a city Because they can't control the police department Because shit like this keeps happening As a, why, why go to Afghanistan? Why try to secure Afghanistan When in America Fucking people are getting killed Because they have more money Than some fucking dude who saw it And is like greedy And is like violent And you know has a weapon And doesn't care if he hurts you or not Because he needs your money you know, so, if the police are not going to do any fucking thing about it, the military would come in during this martial law situation using whatever optics they would use and referring it to it as a zombie apocalypse. Really, it's the breakdown in anarchy, the Purge, and society. They've been telling this and telegraphing it for ten fucking years, right? The, the, the Purge is almost a ten-year-old franchise. It's almost been a decade of the Purge films, and they're telling you exactly what it is. It's just society is, is you know, turning into a violent fucking wasteland. And the only way to stop it is to install military police inside the United States and heavily regulate and, and surveil every single inner city slash you know, suburban area. Uh, through essential intelligence, like you know, basically uh, a super FBI because it's the FBI, and in the real regards, to the FBI is that it's like the, the it's going to get much, much bigger. That's like it's going to get much bigger. Uh, Snowden, for example, no coincidence, 10 years ago came out with the NSA disclosure. This is what it's occurring because this is what's happening. You know, if you actually look at like murder investigations, look at how how much technology. They use to investigate murders these days. It like, you know, think about. It. They go through phone records. They go through IP addresses. They go through like cell phone pings. They can do a lot with like cyber and digital forensics. Specifically because they're using intelligence agency technology. They're using NSA technology. They're using their uh, methodology. And things like criminal justice courts are being basically supervised or managed on how to handle these situations, based on uh, exactly like like higher level DOJ, like JAG level military investigations and CIS type protocols. You know, it's just nothing's ever directly talked about that way. Uh, They're trying to keep the civilian civilian, and you'll never hear that the military is actually in charge of the police departments, but that's the case, and they're in charge specifically to stop zombies. Uh, They're going to use this, and they have been using it, as a way to enter into this new phase of reality. okay let's uh, continue on a few more pages (laughs) excuse me a few more pages actually there's a lot about 16 I will though read some key points about 16 pages the whole document highly encourage uh, checking out the entire document yourself but given that it'll probably be an extra hour or two of reading knowing that I can't really summarize and save my life, um, I will go through um, the quick, most interesting points. Okay. So you don't have to read like, the DOJ stuff and um, all the other reiterations. All right, Blah, blah, blah. All right. Decisive point centers of gravity. Oh wait, sorry about that. Right there. There's, there's the point I wanted to read. Enemy forces. There are eight classes of zombie dressed within this plan. Yeah. Already gone through that. So a lot of it's re home Homeland Security, Agriculture, Food and Drug Administration. The zombie threat class are pathogenic zombies, radiation zombies, evil magic zombies, space zombies, weaponized zombies, symbiote-induced zombies, vegetarian zombies. Of the eight classes of the zombies, four are caused by natural phenomenon. That can be Reliably monitored and predicted. Zombie caused by natural phenomenon are the Papa Zulus, the Romeo Zulus, Sierra Zulus, and Sierra India Zulus. Romeo Zulus can also be caused by man-made phenomena. Of the eight classes of zombies, two are caused by man-made or engineered phenomena that can be reliably monitored and predicted. Zombies caused by man-made phenomenon are Romeo Zulus and Whiskey Zulus. Romeo Zulus can also be caused by natural phenomenon. Of the eight classes of zombies, one type is caused by a cult phenomenon, the EMZ. Echo Mike uh, Zulu. Based on the most science fiction sources, EMZ, despite being the hardest threats to eliminate directly by attacking the zombie life form, can usually be eliminated the source of the evil magic or is destroyed. There is evidence to suggest that the Chaplin Corps may prove integral to countering these threats. Of the eight classes of zombies, one type is created to undetermined phenomenon caused by natural phenomenon. uh, Victor Zulu. This class of zombie has been documented on the popular video game Plants vs. Zombies, right? Yeah, and the movie Signs, starring the actor Mel Gibson. No current examples of the zombie class have ever been captured or examined by the scientists. Planning. For planning purposes, the worst case threat scenario for this comp plan is the emergence of a zombie phenomenon, highly transmissible, high attack rates, high virality, little or no immunity, and limited effective countermeasures, only susceptible to destruction of the brain stem. This event would produce a situation in which DOD would experience significant negative impacts on readiness, e.g., personnel availability, training and manning, equipping and deploying the force while being simultaneously directed to provide subsequential support to civil authorities and deter and respond to opportunistic adversarial aggression. The primary characteristics of highly threatening zombie phenomenon are the pathogens, ability to invade a host without being observed, bite or other visible wounds not being required, the ability to successfully reproduce within a host, human, animal, or plant, As ability to exploit abundant natural hosts or vectors, not just limited to humans, but able to spread among the host of animals, etc. A potential to mutate quickly, mitigating our ability to develop a vaccine or cure, and highly transmissible, resulting in large numbers of people becoming sick or simultaneously absent from the workforce. Our entire herds, flocks, or core of uh, military being infected or contaminated simultaneously a second order effect of zombie phenomenon of operational significance is the potential for political social or economic instability and or degradation of allied military readiness while adversarial effects or resources may also be infected their readiness or operational capability or domestic stability, may not be impacted in the same manner, to the same degree or at the same time as the U.S. and its allies. The degree to which countries and regions can mitigate morbidity, mortality, and associate effects during the zombie phenomenon event and reintegrate recovery, if possible, individuals and agricultural systems into society will have a considerable impact on military force capabilities the countries with more advanced, prepared, and robust healthcare and agricultural systems to include a responsive quarantine capability will be better able to mitigate many of the zombie phenomenon effects. Key security concerns that would arise from a zombie phenomenon events of an operational significance include opportunistic aggression, opportunities for violent extremists to acquire weapons of mass destruction during reduced security capabilities, reduced partner capacity during and after a zombie phenomenon, instability resulting from a humanitarian disaster, and decreased production and distribution of essential goods and services. The prevalence of a zombie phenomenon coupled with political, social, and economic instability may result in reduced security capabilities providing an opportunity for international military conflicts, increased terrorist activity, internal unrests, political and economic collapses, humanitarian crises, and dramatic civil unrest. Enemy Center of Gravity, COG Once a zombie phenomenon is capable of efficient, effective, and sustained transmission, its COG will be geographic speed at which it can spread, attack rates within the host population, and the virulency of the zombie phenomenon. A zombie phenomenon will produce cascading effects due to the large amount of simultaneous absences over extended periods of time and the loss of significant critical infrastructure, key resources, and a national, regional, regional or international scale. Critical Capabilities the ability to efficiently and effectively reproduce within a host, mutate quickly, and transmit from host to host are key requisites for the realization of a worst-case zombie phenomenon scenario. The degree of transmiss- transmissibility depends on a number of key factors such as a pathogen mutation, transmissibility of a new strain among host or vectors, proximity and behavior of host or vectors, travel between population centers or processing facilities, survivability outside a host, and availability effectiveness of countermeasures. Critical requirements of a zombie phenomenon is the ability for the mutate and propagate among and between hosts. Efficient transmissions can occur in a number of ways including respiratory airborne disease, direct skin contact, food and water contamination, biological vectors such as mosquitoes, sand fleas, and ticks and via fomites, e.g. doorknobs, desktops, vehicles, machinery, and could potentially survive for hours or days outside a host. Disease impacts severe enough to incapacitate or render unusable large amounts of hosts will likely generate additional psychological impacts among a population. Absenteeism due to fear, panic, hoarding, trade restrictions. Furthermore, the infected host must survive long enough to shed disease agent in sufficient quantity to infect others. Because zombies do not expire naturally, as is the case with humans suffering from other diseases, such as influenza or Ebola, there is no inherent break on the spread of disease. Finally, the disease requires susceptible populations, which includes those that are immunologically native and inadequately trained to prevent environmental or occupational health measures. Note, the spread of the zombie effect via either respiratory, airborne means, or through formalities is considered the most highly dangerous course of action and least likely based on historical evidence. Critical Vulnerabilities The disease agent cannot infect an immunologically protected host should such capability be developed and subsequently non-pharmaceutical intervention measures. Various forms of environmental disinfection, Vector control, development or effective immune responses by vaccine or natural infection, and pharmaceutical prophylaxis or treatment. Non-pharmaceutical interventions include targeted layered containment, social distancing, use of personal protective equipment, PPE, non-exposure, hand washing, disinfection, isolation, quarantine, calling, equipment sanitation, etc., which can impede transmission. Decisive Points, Centers of Gravity 1. Strategic COG, Center of Gravity Human Population Center All zombie classes will target human population centers or create effects against human population centers that will undermine human safety, security, and delivery of basic services. VZs will target agricultural resources that humans depend on. 2. Operational Operational center of gravity, lines of communication, zombies cannot drive, climb, or swim, although zombies can wade into water, they cannot float or swim. Zombies will utilize surface roads to reach human population centers and to increase their numbers by attacking fleeing humans, although waterways are likely to remain viable. Humans can also only use them safely if they are very wide and they are free of any means for zombies to reach down and grab them, such as from bridges. Humans in turn depend on access to LOCs to evacuate from zones of zombie incursion and to ensure the delivery of goods necessary for the survival during a zombie attack. Operational Center of Gravity 2 Potable Water Sources Zombies do not drink water, but humans do. Humans typically cannot survive longer than 10 days without fresh water. Zombies will likely be drawn to potable water sources by the presence of human food sources that zombies prey on. Zombies cannot be expected to contaminate potable water sources, with various contaminants, during these attacks, further limiting the supply of available potable water for humans. Decisive Points Critical Cap Capabilities Decisive Points The following critical capabilities are crucial enablers for the strategic and operational centers of gravity to function. As such, they are essential to the accomplishment of this plan's objective. C.C. uh, 1 So, critical capability 1. Medical infrastructure. Zombie interactions will create human casualties who will eventually become zombies depending upon the source of their zombieism. In case their zombieism manifests slowly, injured humans will likely seek out medical care in hospitals and local clinics. These locations will ultimately become sources of zombieism in and of themselves as victims mutate. Not only will this render hospitals useless, it will likely cause irreparable cr- casualties among medical professionals and members of the Chaplain Corps who will be necessary to combat zombie dominance. Additionally, zombies in hospitals will deny healthy humans access to medical equipment, medicines, blood tissues, organs, uh, etc. necessary for survival. An increase in the number of zombie casualties will have a direct impact on the number of personnel flooding LOCs to invade zombies. Further damage to medical infrastructures will likely degrade the abilities of healthy human populations to purify potable water sources. Critical Capability 2. Law Enforcement Infrastructure Zombie interactions will elicit call-outs from law enforcement forces who will likely become casualties as a result of insufficient training-slash-equipment for zombie threats. Law enforcement personnel will be essential to the maintenance of law and order and security as humans evacuate from the areas of risk of zombie invasion. Further, law enforcement personnel will be essential to providing security for key resources- food and water distribution points, safe medical care facilities, transit choke points such as bridges and bus depots, and emergency evacuation sites. Humans fearing zombies are likely to raid police stations, National Guard armories, and other sporting goods stores in an attempt to arm themselves. A resultant breakdown in law and order will create conditions that will make it impossible to keep lines of communication operable or to mount an effective unified action to counter zombie dominance. Critical Capability 3. Power Distribution Infrastructure Power Generation and Transport Infrastructure requires significant maintenance and supervision performed by humans in order to remain within normal operational parameters. If humans responsible for these activities cannot perform them, then these infrastructures will begin to malfunction and the resulting failures will have a cascading effect that will quickly undermine law and order and the delivery of basic services and healthy human populations relying on it. It is possible that the noises, lights, thermal immersions uh, generated by these facilities will attract zombies and subsequently place human personnel at a, uh, considerable risk. If possible, remote-controlled robots should be utilized to operate and repair these infrastructure elements in lieu of humans. Further, damage to power infrastructures will likely degrade the abilities of healthy human populations to maintain potable water sources or operate... LOCs effectively. And isn't that what they're already taking care of and, and taking over? Power, police infrastructure, other various command centers of the chain of command, what I said about the urban environments, military coming in, swooping in, placing everything under martial law, providing heightened security military bases, power facilities even communications facilities like AT&T headquarters, they're like fortresses, you need so much security uh, 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 clearance to enter everything from police stations where you could literally, back in the old days walk into a police station and just hang out like I know, it sounds weird. No one would do that, but yeah, like you could, you could be visiting someone. Like, you would be invited there. Now they're like little Fort Knoxes, like little well-armed fortresses. Okay, let's read the last bit of it. Decisive points, critical requirements. Critical requirement one effective emergency triage operation procedures. Basically, you need sufficient and appropriate medical uh, operations already in place uh, methods, procedures, specialists, experts, and the ability to educate local populations of healthcare volunteers and specialists uh, in order to perform them, you know, and how to handle the situation, right? Affected humans must be quarantined, subsequently eradicated. So basically effective emergency triage quarantine procedures, including the eradication of infected personnel. Local, right, uh, CR2, critical requirement two, local, tribal, state, federal emergency management integration, effective communications between local, tribal, state, and federal law enforcement. Emergency management agencies will be essential in a concerted effort to secure healthy human populations and the resources they depend upon from zombie domination. As stated in the 9-11 Commission Report, law enforcement and emergency management entities at all levels require interoperable communications equipment. Hazmat decontamination equipment, comparable training standards and coordinated procedures Gaps and scams between these entities will create conditions that will undermine all the CCs in this plan. Critical requirement 3, effective infrastructure security. If energy, water, and sewage sanitation uh, infrastructure are compromised by zombies, conditions will be created that could undermine law and order and induce systematic failures in medical and water distribution capabilities. Further, in the case of sewage and sanitation infrastructure, if zombies compro- compromise three capabilities, um, conditions that will exist with, that will facilitate the spread of disease and pathogen harboring parasites. In addition, compromise to these capabilities will jeopardize food and water sources for healthy humans and other wildlife and fauna that could prevent key uh, survival strategies. If compromised, the capabilities of the CR could undermine all the CCs in this plan. CR number four, safe food, water, and fuel distribution networks. Ultimately, healthy human populations and the forces protected them will require the means to acquire, purify, and distribute foodstuffs, water, and fuels for heat and machine operations. Failure to maintain security supporting the distribution networks and modes for food, water, and fuel will compromise the longevity of healthy humans. Decrease the amount of time that humans can remain sheltered in place or barricaded from zombie threats, and cause the competition for resources that will undermine law and order. If compromised, the capabilities of the CR could undermine all the CCs in this plan. CR number 5, Effective Threat Surveillance and Warning Programs. Government agencies at all levels must possess an effective means to communicate information about zombie outbreaks, potential zombie contamination vectors, and the safety and security of critical support infrastructure and LOCs within the area of operations. Absent and effective surveillance program, zombie forces could mass with an effective response and could mount a healthy individual to form a counter-zombie dominance. Oh, sorry, effective response and could be mounted by healthy humans to counter zombie dominance. Failure to institute an effective surveillance and warning program is outlined and the CR could undermine all CCs in this plan. Friendly elements. Federal departments and agencies. U.S. Department of State. The Secretary of State, primarily through the USA, up, is uh, out, responsible for coordinating international preparation in response to include persuading other nations to join our efforts to contain and slow the spread of the zombie phenomenon, limiting the adverse impacts of trade and commerce, and coordinating the efforts to assist the other nations at impacting zombie phenomenon. The DOS is also responsible for interactions with all American citizens overseas. U.S. Department of Defense. Basically, everyone knows that one. Defense Commissary Agency. Support Installation Level Preparedness and Zombie Phenomenon Contingency Response Planning. Defense Contract Management Agency. Defense Information Systems Agency. Defense Intelligence Agency. National Center for Medical Intelligence. Defense Logistics Agency, the DLA. Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the DTRA. National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA. All of those government agencies are considered critical allies. lastly decisive points critical vulnerabilities critical vulnerability number one individual healthy humans the individual healthy human is the single most important factor shared by all the COGs, CCs and CVs in this plan a zombie outbreak can affect thousands of IHHs, the individual healthy humans, in a span of minutes. Ironically, given the consideration that zombie outbreaks and human hosts cannot possibly last longer than 40 days because human hosts require food and water to continue functioning, there may be times when IHHSs, individual healthy humans, will be forced to abandon other IHHSs individual healthy humans who are evacuating in the face of incoming zombie forces. Individual healthy humans must not be allowed to go back for family, friends, and other personnel who cannot get away from zombies quickly enough. All individual healthy humans who fall behind must be left behind. Such decisions are abhorrent for normal Individual healthy humans and military and law enforcement personnel protecting them must rigidly enforce such restraints. Healthy humans can wait out a zombie outbreak if they are prudent. Nothing can be done to cure a human if they become a zombie every human that becomes a zombie increases the enemy's numbers and decreases the chances that healthy humans will survive. That is the complete Con Ed 8888 official US Stratcom defense plan and their official at least 2010 era Plan to prevent zombie outbreaks, which I believe were code for hostile homeless people turned quote unquote zombie due to toxic environmental factors in modern day urban environments. I believe the language of Conad 8888 is metaphorical, referring to masses of urban homeless as a threat to national security and as a motivation to enforce martial law in the United States ten years ago. That ultimately planned itself out to this very moment in space and time in American history where we have quarantined the nation. We have created a lockdown already last year. So we're I'm I'm lucky. I didn't predict this, this has already happened. I'm just trying to piece together the I'm connecting the dots. I'm trying to piece together the puzzle. And I think it's kind of telling how much they how they were able to do it. no one i 've ever heard has ever come up with this. like the, I, the connection between fictional zombies and the metaphor for uh, urban homeless and drug addicts, which are skyrocketing into the millions and are critical infrastructure failures, which are actually violent threats to life and security of property and things in America. You know, they're national security threats, much more dangerous than terrorism, much more dangerous than a foreign power. Uh, You know, he said no no foreign military has attacked America in like, you know, a hundred years, if not more. Uh, Whereas riots happen almost every year in cities, especially as, you know, we saw them as time went on. They were allowed to happen. That was an unavoidable... um, fact of urbanity, and has been happening for a long these protests, these riots, that is zombism. That is this type of zombie metaphor they were using, where these masses of populations of civilians that have nothing to lose, that act violently, that act destructively, and that civ- civilian cities were taken over by the military, and the intelligence apparatuses, like as mentioned, DIA, etc., CDC especially, as ways of controlling and fortifying these cities to create a fortress United States. And thank you all very much for listening. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. You guys got a lot of guts out there for sticking through this this, uh, very long episode, but I hope you guys gather a lot and benefit.